you leave behind only the muffled sound of a slamming door. I stand with a baby in the sliver of shade on the balcony, facing the street. The memory of a breeze floats across my face. The heat makes it difficult to breathe. In the air, exhaust, cumin. What happened to the jasmine? Once, this city smelled like jasmine. The locket you gave me, before everything turned to heat, fever, and flight, burns against my chest. The one that once belonged to your grandmother, your mother. I'm thinking about leaving it here. I'm thinking of leaving it on the sideboard in the hallway. The one with inlays of mother of pearl and rosewood that we bought together in the bazaar when this bond had been growing for less than a week. I don't feel like I have the right to take the locket with me. It doesn't belong to me anymore, if it ever did. I know everything there is to know about surviving. I know every street in this city, every cafe. I know every mustachioed antique store owner with shady business contacts, every gossipy carpet dealer, the boy who sells tea out of the huge samovar he carries on his back. I've sipped imported whiskey with a president in smoky rooms, together with the leaders of organizations he officially repudiates. The president knows my name. One of my names. I've been handling the money, making sure it ends up in hands that benefit the interests I've been sent here to protect. If you meet me, I speak your language better than you do. At the same time... Move me somewhere else. Drop me in the jungle, on the steps, in the lobby of the Savoy Hotel. Give me a minute. I'll become a lizard. A yellowed blade of grass. A pinstriped young banker with hair that's a little too long and a motley but privileged past. I know your friends from university, vaguely, through others. They never remember me. You don't know it. But I am so much better than you. I change faster, fit in better. I have hazier outlines and a harder core. I keep my bonds loose. If they tighten, I cut them. And now, I lost my concentration and let them grow beyond my control. Let them harden, coagulate. Blood bonds. The game is forever. But this round is over. I hold the child tighter against my chest and shuffle impatiently on the concrete. When images of death sweep through me, I squeeze my eyes shut and shake my head, whisper to myself, No, no, no. The swollen face in the open sewer out by the highway to the airport, those staring eyes, the flies in the heat the flies. No, no, no. Why didn't I just let him be? I already knew everything. Why did I persuade Fearus to have another meeting when the trail was already red-hot, glowing? But it was too inconsistent, too hard to believe. I had to hear it again, look into Fearus's nervous eyes one more time to see if something was hiding there. 
See if a shadow passed over his face when he reluctantly repeated the details one last time. See if his nervous tics had escalated or disappeared completely. All of those signs, all those little nuances, all those things that make up the almost imperceptible line between truth and lies, life and death. I close my eyes and shake my head while anxiety and guilt wash over me. I should have known better. And now there's no time to waste. One of my contacts has rented a car and it's parked around the corner. A backpack with clothes, money, and a new passport is waiting in the trunk. The escape route is activated, tattooed across the inside of my eyelids. It's the only solution now, to become mist, and then just air. To become part of human garlic garbage exhaust. And perhaps on a good day.